Colonel Boris spoke again, first in Russian and then in English for Bond's benefit. I think you'll need some time in the magic room. Perhaps it will help you see things more clearly. The magic room. Bond felt the sweat break out on his forehead as tangled, half-forgotten memories rushed into his brain. He saw the two guards reach down for him and cowered away. No! Please, comrade colonel! No! He was still shouting as they dragged him across the improbably huge floor, with the desk and the two lamps and the vast windows disappearing down the tunnel that the room had become. Bond had no doubt that he was putting on a good act. He looked and sounded terrified, except there was a small part of him that had to ask the question, was it really just an act? Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the James Bond Complex podcast, the show where we discuss, rejoice, and analyze the entire James Bond phenomena, from Fleming to the films and everything in between. Oh, I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Edgar. I'm one of the co-hosts. I'm Matt. And Matt, you know what feels really nice today? Um, the weather. Weather. It's uh, not to date this too much, but it's a relatively early September day. Uh, nice weather, but yes, but uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, I get to not look at you on for Zoom for a computer screen, but I get yeah, to... Yeah, you, you seem a little bit more 3D than usual. So do you, <laughs> and I get to look at you in your deep, deep, handsome Timothy Brown, Dalton eyes. Brown shit eyes. Your oh, Fred Flintstone shit. eyes. Yeah. We are back in the, quote, studio, unquote... <laughs> slash living room. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we've been on a summer break, but that's done. Yeah, it's done. And we are here for a real episode. There's a bit of an irony, I find, to this episode. Uh, at the time of this recording, technically speaking, there is an even newer Bond book published than the one we're talking about today, despite the fact that the one we're talking about today really isn't very old. It's no. literally just a few months old, yeah. but there's already a newer one, we're, which we don't have access to. <laughs> no, we're already late for that one. Most, most people have already reviewed it, well, a little bit behind, but you know, we took took a summer break, which um, I think we, we appreciate it. Uh, we haven't recorded the episode where we reintroduced the show. No, it's true. We haven't done the I'm, episode that would technically be coming up before this <laughs> one. So, but I'm pretty sure uh, people already know how we did uh, this summer concerning Bond, but we're back with uh, Horowitz. Mm -hmm. um, this is book number tres. tres. I did the exactly. review of the, uh, the the first book with uh, Emery. Yes, uh, his first, yeah, the second of the trilogy, but his, his first, the first one he wrote, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, do, you, do you want to give your, your initial thoughts or do you want me to remind you of well, the plot? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you've caught me off guard, uh, as is so often the case when we review books. I mean, I would very much like to give you my initial impressions. It's not that I don't want to. It's more of a question of I can't, uh, <laughs> because uh, despite the fact that it is on this cozy, cozy leather couch right next to me, I... I did, you, did you have a trip to the magic room? Is that the problem? You've uh, been brainwashed? That's what I was getting wrong. You have to... You have to turn the pages to see the words. That's what uh, I was getting. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a DVD or a, a VHS. It's actually yeah. a, a bo 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 oak. Yeah, bo oak. Bo oak. I did try to shove it into the old Blu-ray player, but it's a little too. Uh, That's why you broke it and sold it to a poor schmo. I didn't tell the person I sold it to that I broke it, but uh, but the book it's it's uh, the, but this VHS was a little it too thick. It looks like a v it's about the size of a, you know those old Disney snap case. Yeah, yeah it does look like a snap case VHS <laughs> case. But I you know I took the liberty of writing a little synopsis, which I'll bring it up and <clears throat> hope I don't flub this too much. <clears throat> I like that. That's good. <laughs> We're excited today. It's M's funeral. Murdered by James Bond 007. What? Oh, 
In truth, after the death of a detector, a de- detector, a defector. Well, I mean, if the battery dies, I guess it's yeah. the death of the detector. So, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, that could happen. Uh, so, in truth, after the death of a defector that had managed to get the word out on Stalnaya Ruka, a secret cabal led by former Smirsh leader General Grubo Zaboy Shinos- Shikov. Uh, A.K.A. General G. That's simpler and much easier to say. So I'll if I, I don't remember if I mention his name. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's General G. We're on friendly terms with the character, so we'll call him <laughs> General G. M decided to hatch a scheme to send Bond back to Russia, acting as if still under the trawl of Col- Colonel. I have to be careful with that word. Colonel, Colonel. is spelled. No, don't tell me. Tell Colonel Le Soleil is back. No, Colonel Boris. Oh. And not Grishenko. Yeah, that's that's weird that they call him Boris. I I, I would have picked a different <laughs> name. Uh, the man who had subjected dub, to 007 to horrible brainwashing, torture, almost destroyed him. After escaping detention in England, 007 is again tortured by Boris before being put under the care of Katya Leonova, a beautiful psychologist that is ordered to evaluate if Bond's defection is in fact real. Hmm, intriguing. After avoiding being exposed by a gangster that survived the events in The Man with the Golden Gun, seducing Katya, who turns out is the daughter of Colonel Boris. Get out of here. Yeah, actually she is. Almost failing at proving his devotion to Russia when ordered to murder a, in quotation, British agent in hiding, mm-hmm. Bond finally meets Gen- with General G., Face to face and gets his order. Kill Nikita Khrushchev, the Soviet premier. <gasps> but this is going to have incredible ramifications in the Cold War, uh, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, it is. A bond struggles with the hypnotic suggestions that were implanted in his mind, but managed to break free and actually pulls the trigger on Colonel Boris instead. Sadly, while making his escape, Katya is gunned down. Bond finally makes his way out of Russia with the passport that was to be used by the defector who had initially warned MI6 about Stalnaya Ruka, because I had to say that word twice. <laughs> so mo- that's more or less uh, my, my little synopsis you of know, uh, With a Mind to Kill. About Colonel Boris, you know, he had very high aspirations, but when it uh, all went wrong, it uh, turned out to be a real eyesore. <laughs> I see what you did. I see, I see. Well, this is interesting. So we're, I, I wasn't present for the Trigger Mortis episode, but, but I, I've read that book and I like it quite a bit. So we're sort of at the end of a bit of a, you know, shortly after witnessing the end in more ways than one of the Daniel Craig era, we're sort of witnessing the end of another mini era uh, mm-hmm. since Horowitz is now, uh, I guess, officially retired as an Ian Fleming estate author, uh, now with a uh, with a mind to a kill. So what are, I have, a, you know, I have a very good friend, a very smart person who asked me um, an incredible question a, a few minutes ago, and I'm going to take inspiration from it. What are your first impressions about <laughs> with a view to a kill? Uh, with a view to a kill. Yeah, there we go. With a mind to kill. Um, I love Mayday. Uh-huh. Uh, but with a mind to kill, um, it's uh, you know I've I've enjoyed all of our Orowitz's work so far. I'm a little bit sad that he's leaving because mm. this feels like of of all the three books, he really nailed the tone. Mm-hmm. It feels like uh, Fleming was brought back to life and wrote another book. It's the closest I feel. The only other author that I feel got close to feeling like pure Fleming uh, was, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Kingsley Amos. Kingsley Amos. Because yeah. um, that's it. there's also the pseudonym. I got, I got met, like I was trying to, but no, it's Kingsley Amos. Um, that I, I feel like Fleming is back and actually wrote this mm. novel. The tone, the phrasing, the way he creates a world in your mind describes locations. Oh, I'm big on locations because when I was taking down notes, I, I was verifying where things were mm-hmm. on some places. And even in the um, uh, at the, the end of the book, there, he, he, he writes sort of a, 
uh, epilogue on his tenure on mm -hmm. on the character, mm -hmm. and he mentions his research. And I'm I was surprised. Apparently, the magic room um, where Bond gets tortured is based on the real thing, which that's interesting. Which is kind of scary because it's it's really messed up. I well, is it not well known that in this epoch, the '60s and the '50s, Korean Wars, the '50s, you know, '50s and '60s, that certain nations were experimenting with psychedelic. Yeah, I'm more uh, aware of what was done by the CIA, especially because some of the experiments were done in Montreal. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It's part of. Uh, the 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 myth of the city i feel mm. um it's it's it's, an, it's, an, it's right next to on top of moaya that uh, uh belvedere no 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 not that the belvedere is a, that would be something that would be something <laughs> it would be very it's at the university it's at uh oh yeah uh, in one of the uh, udm buildings no that's not the udm it's it's, it's it's i think it's megill that's on so? Well, they're both uh, they're both on each yeah, their respective I, I, sides. I I I know the building. I don't know the building's name anymore. But I'll, one day I can take you there if you want. <laughs> uh, but it it has a story in Montreal. People from Russia. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Right. It, it's it's not well known to me. I I don't know what type of experience. No, uh, nor is it for me. If I'm being completely honest. That being said, I I do find that the book and Horowitz as the author does a pretty interesting job of giving us at least a taste of what the concept of having your own mind, of having one's mind being tampered Menticide, with. Menticide, he calls it? Yeah, Sir James Malone. Is it Sir James? No, not no, saying, uh, a... Colonel Cunningham or whatever his face yeah. is. Uh, he says, well, we prefer the term menticide. And Bond's like, ugh. You know, like, you know, like when Iron Man goes like, ugh, like that's what Sean, uh, Sean Connery, that's what James Bond does in this. I have Sean Connery in my head when I read the books. But, but it is, it is an interesting concept. And it's, and it's doubly interesting for the specific fact that we know, because we read the books, that Bond has already been tampered with, uh, between You Only Live Twice and The Man with the Golden gun uh so now he's doing it again but as that colonel klutz or whatever his name is <laughs> says yeah but this time you know what to expect and this time you know that people want to no, they, they want people to see care. you come back yeah. there are people who care about you care uh you're a useful tool bond <laughs> we care about you <laughs> but this this idea and there are a few passages in the book in which bond thinks about you know what it was like the first time and what it's like the, 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 uh, this time and even after the magic room sequences you know when he meets with katya and katya takes him i think he meets her in leningrad and they go to moskva but there are these little moments where bond is like Am I still in the magic room yeah. or is this real? He's shaking a little bit. Yeah, and that's, you know, meant aside, if we're to borrow that term, I suppose if it's used efficiently, uh, is a devilishly potent tool. It's, it's the greatest weapon of them all because oh, you're so uh, longer not, you're, you're not yourself anymore. It's, 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 it's terrifying. There's a sequence early in the book when they, yeah, they introduced the villain, Colonel Boris, and uh, uh, he's in a room with all these uh, official of uh, of Stalinia, yeah, the Gru, the Stasi, and uh, the old Smirsh. Yeah, and the he, 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 there's a sort of an attaché that uh, he says, "Yeah, get out." No, no, not by the door, through the window, kill yourself. And yeah. he does. It's it's and he, he doesn't want to do it, but he can't help it and mm -hmm. kills himself. I'm like, oh wow, that's a that's that's a solid way to introduce your villain. I, I like that introduction. It's a very good introduction, and, and it makes one think about what if, what if... And the book never gets into this, which might be one of my little minor criticisms, but it got me thinking as I was reading that scene and the later scenes, Magic Room and all that, was oh, if you can do that to one person at a time, what if you could do that to, like whole country like we're going to take over britain by you know now it's getting maybe a little bit too fantastic um, I, I think your phone's ringing uh, i think ian uh are gonna make an offer on that idea so <laughs> apparently barbara only calls uh jason these days <laughs> which i find highly unfair uh but uh, right. be that as it may but no it, it did i i agree with you it's an excellent way of introducing the villain and it it's 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 terrifying it's absolutely terrifying. It, it's one of the more 
scary villain plots, and it's one of the scarier situations Bond finds himself in. I haven't felt like I did reading with a mind to kill. Uh, I haven't felt like what I did while reading with a mind to kill since some. Um, I, unfortunately, listeners will have to forgive me. I can't remember the titles of some of the Garners, but but the one where like the terrorist just seems to know where everybody is and how to kill everybody, and the bombs are blowing up everywhere, and like M enters the safe house, and even M looks like WTF. Like, what are we gonna do? You know, I remember feeling very uneasy reading I didn't that. Even Garner. know what that book. Which book that was? It's the one where it's funny. This has a magic room. It's the one that like ends on a private area, like in North Carolina, and there's sort of like a magic room esque scene in that one too. Um, Isn't that the one with uh, Scorpius? Yeah, it's Scorpius. Scorpius. Scorpius the last. Yeah. I think that's the last yeah. one we read. Scorpius. I felt uneasy for the right reasons reading Scorpius, and I felt similarly, similarly while reading with a mind to kill. And that, that's a testament to how Horowitz was very good at getting it, under my skin and getting it into my mind. Oh, he gets, that's the thing that uh, he tested, like, the, the previous books that he wrote, he tests, he tests uh, Bong's, Bong's ability to survive pretty horrific torture. There's uh, um, the first, well, the, the first one, which is this technically takes place in the second one. Uh, I don't, I forget the titles of these. Uh, is Forever and a Day? No, that's the, technically the first one. But oh, Trigger Mortis. Trigger Mortis. Uh, True Mortis, uh, when he gets buried alive, that's a mm. that's a yeah. pretty solid torture sequence. Yeah. But when he, he's in the he's in the, uh, the 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 magic room, and you know that he survived the events of the man with the golden gun, it's pretty it pretty much. And oh, that's that's one of the thing that I, I like. I, unlike a lot of Bond fans, I actually really enjoy uh, the man with the golden gun. But one of the weakness is that sort of gap uh when oh a bun tried to kill him and uh we're gonna deprogram him and, and he's fine and he goes <laughs> i yeah. always struggle with that part of the novel i always thought it, it, it there was something to to mind mm -hmm. uh in, in that plot and i'm glad the author that or it's felt the same way he kind of ah uh, don't you know what okay there's it's really a short sequence mm -hmm. but he sort of uh, wipes uh, brushes away some of the concerns one might have mm -hmm. uh, with the plot knowing the events of the man with the golden gun because like obviously spec uh, spec merchant was supposed to know about bond being in jamaica mm -hmm. don't pay attention they, they they don't know they don't know that he's he's been deprogrammed but they try to follow up on that as well i know i know uh, it's interesting you know uh, what you just said your appreciation of the fact that horowitz uh, chose to Explore. expand on yeah. that. You know what we call that here at the James Bond Complex? A uh, Bond expansion? No, an clarification. Oh. Horowitz, uh. Horowitz did an <laughs> clarification, which I appreciate. I, I'm, I'm glad he listens to the show. <laughs> but I, it, 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 I thought it was, uh, so it, you know, it's something that was good to mine. And he brought back General G, a character yeah. we haven't seen since... The, from Russia with the, love, from Russia with love. Yeah. Um, you know, I and that's why I'm sad that he's not coming back, as I feel like he's just he really nailed the tone. And, and I'm yeah. oh God, if he, if anyone who knows him and if he listens to our show by accident, you know, he's, it would be by accident. <laughs> who knows? But I really like the book. I wish like Ian uh, uh, Fleming publication would get him to sign another contract. I don't know if he, he had an uh, an agreement for three books, but I, I would get him on the retainer. And there's so many sequences that I love that I'm like, God, I wish Ian would hire him to to actually write <laughs> one of the scripts. There's right. I know, provide I, the outline. You know. I, I love the sequence when he has nightmares and he hallucinates events from and characters from previous mm -hmm. books, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. like, a dream sequence. I think there's a f one or two in in Fleming, but not as elaborate as this I one. Remember. I think there's one in Goldfinger when he faints and he. But it's a character thinking about uh, how he's gonna m introduce uh, Jill. Matt, uh, not Jill. Uh, what, what's her name? Pusher. No, not the other. The other one. Um, the one that dies. Tilly. Tilly to uh, uh, Vesper when he's in Navin. He's thinking about. Oh, I don't remember that. It's. 
I, I might be mistaken. I mean, it's been, it's been a while since we've yeah, read that when book. Yeah, we haven't my done memory. second edition yet. Yeah, so. I mean, my memory can only store that much information about <laughs> Bond. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I love those dream sequence. I love, and also the, I listen to the audio book, so it's always the actors of portraying this kind of manga. You said Rory Kinnear. Yeah, it's Rory Kinnear, and he's great with most of the character, but I, in that sequence, I, I found that he was really superb. I find he plays it too safe. Find it plays it too safe because remember in Doctor No, okay, in the real scene, the centipede uh, is kind of thinking about oh. uh, <laughs> plays it safe. I don't agree. Yeah, but, it's, it's mostly his face and his. It's not as. Um, I know which one I like more. No, oh, it's definitely <laughs> Fleming. Fleming did it better, but it's it's you know it's sort of a band a cover band it's 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 still you can still enjoy a cover band i will say this it makes because of the menticide i guess i think that's how it's supposed to be said how mm-hmm. does Rory Kinnear say it? that's that's menticide uh because of the menticide quality of the story it makes sense when scaramanga quote appears or when the centipede and the, the little bowl of fruit quote appears then um i don't have a good example i you know what one of these days we're going to do devil may care but that's actually one of the things i remember like not liking about devil may care to say like, yes sebastian Falks, you've read the flemings i can tell you've read the flemings here james bond's mind is being messed with so he's seen the centipede yeah. he's seen uh scaramanga so it, it it makes more sense here it isn't harwood's going hmm? i'm a fleming scholar you know it makes a bit more sense it's more organic yeah it, uh, that's the thing like it really uh, it it's organic because it's you know it's all events that took place in jamaica and the, obviously the events of the man with the gun are fresh in bond's mind and he had sort of like he got close to that villain when you think about it so it it mm-hmm. would make it makes sense that it would leave um a mark in his mm-hmm. psyche and mm-hmm. you know the, the 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 centipede sequence is just uh it's one of the better moments in dr no you know before we get to to leningrad uh current day saint petersburg but before we get to leningrad we we do spend quite a bit of time in england mm-hmm. and and the outskirts of london and I'd like to discuss that section about the book quite a bit because there's sort of a twist and then a second twist and then we're doing some subterfuge to s- get the Russians to take you back. It's Because remember, uh, listeners may or may not remember, I, I distinctly recall how uh, when with the... <laughs> with a mind to a kill. With a mind to kill. With a mind to kill. That's Please right. learn to read. Right. With, with a with a mind to kill, or with a mind to kill, or with a mind to kill, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But when this book was first teased, you know, oh, this is coming up next year, they were marketing it, marketing it. Excuse me, with it's M's funeral. Yeah. What what is going on? I'm destabilized. I need pills. Um, it's kind of like oh, 007 is dead. It is a little bit like that, which is how they marketed. Uh, forever, forever in a day uh yeah m's dead for about a chapter and then he's not dead and then there's you know it, there's a lot of subterfuge and cloak and dagger like real good old-fashioned uh-huh. vintage cloak and dagger material in the first handful of chapters uh in this book and uh you know it gets better and better as the the story goes along, but I have I've read it twice now. I reread it this week for for the for this show. At both times I've had such a good time. Like even before we get to Leningrad, uh, it's it's fantastic. And the talk discussions about the Menticide and his his uh, time spent under the, the 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 with the guard, the young kid, or kid, young man who sort of like he almost becomes friends with him. But then he's like, no. <laughs> Why, Bond? Why? Why? You were so cool. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, I, I liked it too. I, it feels I've never read Lakari, but it feels, and he does uh, mention that he borrow. Uh, it's read. Um, what's the one that the spy who came out came from the cold before? Uh, spy he, who was who the the spy who warmed up 
uh, from the cold. <laughs> yeah, that one. And you know, I've I've only seen the adaptation of Tinker Tailor's Soldier Spy, but there, there's a dryness to Le Carré that is less present in in Fleming's work. But I felt like the, there's an element of cold and dryness that is in that first sequence of the book before he gets to London, when where it's very. Um, um, I want to say clerical, but it, 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 it sucks to be a spy, basically. Yeah, and it, it certainly sounds like it sucks to be a spy. And Horowitz peppers this idea throughout with a mind to kill <laughs> that Bond himself is starting to clue in that clue in on. It's, hey, it, it sucks, sucks to be, be a spy. spy. Which is an interesting card to play. Uh, we're witnessing a bond that's like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, he's been through a lot. He mentions that he, like, it, it, it's been, he's been a spy for 12 years. It's 12 years since the mm-hmm. event of Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. And he's been beaten. He's covered. Like, on, on one point, uh, Katya, uh, uh, he's been injured uh, during a fight. And she, she nurses him a little bit. But it, she sees her body. And he's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's so many scars and injuries mm-hmm. everywhere on that man's body. So it's a, a testament to what he endured. And he's like, yeah, I, I, I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to look, look and not die and mm-hmm. be be tortured anymore. Uh, I would be good to just live a normal life, I guess. Funnily enough, he briefly mentions that he might be approaching the age of retirement of the double section, which is something that's come up on the show a little bit, uh, most notably when we've talked about Roger Moore. <laughs> but yeah, we've talked about that on and off on this show, that famous age of retirement of double O's. And he's actually realizing, wait, I'm actually getting a little bit... As the great Danny Glover would say, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Even the the way, because it's yeah, he, he, it's not l- super clear if he actually makes it like out of of Russia in the book. He's like, I don't out care. Out of uh, East Berlin, you mean? Uh, yeah, East Berlin. He's, he's like, I don't care. Like be, people are shooting. I don't know if they're shooting at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep walking. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how the book ends. So you're like. Okay. Which is funny because unless I'm misremembering Anthony Horowitz. No, 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 not but but hear me out. Has Anthony and on the off chance that he's actually listened to this by mistake, you know, (laughs) I don't want to put words into his into his mouth, but has he not been on record of saying he's not the biggest fan of the end of No Time to Die? He says What you what you playing at, boy? (laughs) Writing the I think it's uh, sort of nuanced enough that you can read whatever you want to read in yeah. that ending, which is fine for me. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, y- you know, if you want to be a purist, the only Fleming counts, not even the movies. If you want to be a pure, pure purist, uh-huh. only Fleming counts. Uh, but I'm not such a person. We're lovers. We're not purists. Uh, you know what? I'm not a purist. Like, if you want to do a, you know, what's, a, what's the next book? Uh, that's coming out. Um, uh, the double, double or nothing. Double or nothing. It uh, takes double place. Double or nothing. They, they move the timeline now. It's 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 current day uh, events. I'm fine with that. You know, if you want to do sixties, if you want to do seventies, if you want to do James Bond when he was twelve, I'm I'm fine. Well, <laughs> I think that's they, what did they did do that. Yeah, yeah they, they did, did do, that. do that. We'll get to that one one day. Uh, but I'm perfectly fine with that. But it's. Uh, it makes me want them to continue that ending. I'm like, oh, God, there's so many. Like, General G is still alive. Yeah. And the last part of the book is, it, it, it really, it's a quick read. It's very quick. And, oh, he kept walking. Oh, so that's the end of that chapter. I wonder if he's alive or... Acknowledgements. <laughs> Why is this page blank? You know, it's, it's yeah, it leaves you on a... If you want to kill James Bond, that's how I would do it. You leave it. Yeah, if the, if you want to kill him or maybe not kill him, you <laughs> leave it you to would. the viewers or listeners or readers' imagination. There can be debate. It's it's kind of like the the ending of the Dark Knight. Uh, what's his, uh, rises? I was gonna say strikes again, but that's another. <laughs> Is it's, that the? Comic? It's the sequel to Dark Knight Returns. Right. 
that's how I would I would do it. And don't leave it to like and I, the ending of Dark Knight Rises. Some people say that Batman is actually dead and Alfred's having an hallucination, which is a reading that you sure, can have. Sure. I, I, I don't particularly, but you know, I'm I'm a practical guy. I don't want my heroes to die. I prefer <laughs> the ending where Bruce Wayne lives a happy retired life. I prefer him to retire with with Anna Anne Hathaway on a, on an island in Italy. Uh, and be, have children and have a nice life, relaxed away from Gotham. Hmm. To him, finally being, get some, finally get some sun, maybe. Yeah, to to him being atomized by a nuclear bomb. But uh, I agree. Going back to this book's ending, yeah, I as as much as um, certainly a few months ago when the book came out in May, I want to say June, May, when I read it the first time. Yeah, you were super ecstatic. About, I, I I ordered like any Bond fan, but it was it's on the pile mm-hmm. that pile that never really wavers. It's mm-hmm. really like I have a pile of books I haven't read, man. I've come. Yeah, but when it's Bond, <laughs> when it's Jimbo. It's like crack cocaine. Well, that's got to go show, straight so. into the veins. <laughs> so I don't have any choice. I have to read it. But to be uh, fair, it was one of the better reads. Um, you know, this summer I've read other things than James Bond. Uh, oddly like enough, it was, it was fun. But this, I, I you know, it's through, in the middle of the summer, I, I you know what? I, I started reading it. They went, they, they came out with an audiobook version, which I, 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 I started with the book itself, but I moved on the audiobook and I went back. I took notes as I mm-hmm. tend to do. Um, but it's, like I said, it's, it's like Fleming. Like, I don't know if he, uh, man, like, does he a spiritualist? Yeah. Did he manage to get a hold of, of Fleming's ghost and <laughs> like channel his thoughts and wrote a book? Cause it's, he may be the owner of a Ouija board. We don't I mean, know. it's really... Because, you, you, okay, you got to nail the tone. You got to nail the lingo. But also, it, it's the description. It feels mm-hmm. authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Places and costumes and foods. It, I, it made me want to visit Russia, to be honest with you. <laughs> I won't be able in... Probably the, uh, for a long, long time to visit that country. Eventually, when things get a little bit more uh, normal, that's some uh, place I'd like to visit. Uh, I was very young. I, I visited family there, and I've been in one or two of the metro stations. And I remember as a kid being quite impressed with how they looked. I don't remember if I went into the one that's in the book although i did google image uh the one that's in the book and i don't know if they all look like that because it looks like a it looks like uh a, a room where they would hold a ball for like yeah. princess catherine or whatever um but yeah for whatever reason when the russians decided to make their their metro they were like you know what let's not do like in montreal <laughs> <laughs> Or even New York. Or in New York. Let's do, uh, let's put a little class in this thing. But they do, I remember being quite impressed with what they looked like. So to see the Google images of the one where where a really cool fight uh, takes place in this book, like, yeah, no, that that, that is a a fun fight and a fun, very Bondian way uh, to Mm. end that fight. I was like, oh my God, that's so... That's so clever. That yeah. should be in the movie. It should, because it's Bond thinking, as he often does in the books when he's about to die. It's either that or it taps into the Wolverine in him. <laughs> yeah, it it's really cool. I like that idea of what's well, not because the bullets are blank that it's a completely useless pistol. You can still fire that baby really close to someone's in the, up the nose. I think he shoots right, it's it up the, the nose. He shoots him in the face. <laughs> throws them and just oh it's it is good that is good but just the whole description it's a very vivid moment even before the fight occurs because because bond is entering the metro station sort of through the back doors if you will and he sort of finds himself and it's one o'clock in the morning so there are no yeah but there's no uh, there's nobody patrons what's the word i'm looking for uh using it so it looks like it's empty, but sort of he turns his head and, oh, no, there's someone like sitting on a w- little wooden fold-out chair 
at the other end of the metro and that sort of that and then i googled i was like yeah i want a really good he's doing a great job of describing it but i'm gonna google images thing and it's like it's very well lit and the chandeliers it's very white it's very clean and I look at that. There's a weird little man like at the end of the corner over there. I'm going to walk to him and it's going to take me two minutes to walk the distance of this metro station. Um, it's a very strange visual. It's very Fleming-esque. Yeah. It's very Fleming-esque. It's just like, what is strange? It's one o'clock in the morning. You don't Un- speak the language. Unusual, like, weird, a little bit odd. Yeah. There's this, it's Fleming-esque. And this guy's dressed british but bun can tell like well if this guy was just like there's something off about the way he's dressed i think like it's too high class or something yeah i think like and that. also the way he speaks like he picks up on, on it after the fact yeah he picks up some he picks up on something i don't know if this is harwitz just being like pompous about the english language something like well he said good luck with what it is you're going to do and not good luck with whatever with whatever it is you got i'm like is that something an English person would pick up? I don't know. I'm not English. You know what? But <laughs> it's also very Fleming because Fleming had yeah. these pet peeves that he put. Maybe it's or it's his own pet peeves that he added to Bond. Maybe. Maybe. But it, it feels very British. It feels yeah. like something a British person would pick up does, on. Does feel like- I mean, people know I'm, I'm French-Canadian. I have some weird saying sometimes or a pronunciation that's <laughs> unusual. Uh but uh, it's, it's, even though my, my, you know, my estimate by my accent is uh, much better than the, uh, any, the mm-hmm. usual uh, French Canadian. I'll be honest with you, Matt. Uh, you know, and, I, and I don't do it because I don't want to interrupt your flow. But every once in a while on the podcast, you'll say a word and my mind goes like, mm, dang. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's part of my charm, I guess. Um, we haven't spoken about our leading lady. Oh, uh, yes. Katya Leonova. Um, it's the second time that author brings up the same woman to describe uh, our, our darling lady, Jean Seberg. Mm-hmm. He used mm-hmm. use her to uh, describe, uh, I don't remember the, the, the girl, but the, the, one, the, the, the leading lady in uh, Forever in the Day. Trigger Mortis? Trigger Mortis. The one from, Bro- 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 she from Brooklyn? She yeah. from Queens or whatever? She, 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 he mentions that uh, she, she looks like Jean Seberg. I remember that because when I did the poster, Guess what? I use Gene mm. Seberg, but I'm not. You know, if I do a poster for that one, I have some. I have an mm. idea in mind for for how I would illustrate an image, and I don't know if I actually put the girl in the poster. But I'm not using Gene Seberg again for reference. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, we just mentioned about you know the the the, the line about or the moment when Bond realizes the the assassin spoke English in a weird way might be Harwitz's. Uh, british snootiness about the english language you know he keeps on writing leading ladies that apparently look like uh seberg maybe you know maybe he's putting a little bit of an interest in the book as well hey she, she's a perfect, two out of three hey, bro uh, she's a perfect good looking woman oh this one doesn't have the brightest ending either neither that uh, that is shocking that is, I did I, not uh, expect that I, I was hoping for a happy and i, I kind of liked her cause she she's you know, even though she was involved in torturing Bond uh, in, in his first stay at the Magic Room, mm. you kind of feel bad for her because she's been manipulated by her father. She like she had a previous lover that was uh, that is tragic, uh, horrible, horrible story. And yeah. she's, you know, she's trying when she's uh, traveling throughout Moscow and showing Bond. All, all this stuff and these things and Bond's like yeah really like Bond <laughs> is bored out of his mind she's trying she looks like she's trying to convince herself that oh Russia is really cool when she's yeah. deep down and you find out that she hates this place she mm. wants to get out she she wants to to become uh, v- uh, uh, Katia Kate, Kate Leonard Kate, uh, Kate Leonard um, and it turns out that she you know she, she meets a she gets shut down. I'm like, oh, I kind of liked she her. She gets shot down. Uh, and Anthony Harwood reads, she gets torn to shreds. Yeah. Jesus. I was, I was like, oh, please tell me it, 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 like it was fake. Oh, no. She, she's She's still in the magic room. <laughs> yeah, no. It was, I don't know. She faked her dad. She had a suit to look like she's, no, she's, she's, she's a pile of bone and Flesh meat. Flesh and, yeah. Ugh, it's a terrible ending. But I, I agree with you. We're on the same page, I think. Uh, Matt. Uh, I, I liked her a lot. You know, 
I feel like we're sounding like a broken record. There's so much Fleming here. There's so much Fleming here. But, you know, what does Fleming like to do? He likes to describe the wounded bird yeah. uh, that Bond helps in, in a Usually sense. The, the, it's more, like, I, I think it's more a physical component. Like, the, like Money Brider's broken nose. Uh, well, there's Tiffany, who mm. uh, doesn't yeah, even want to make love because she basically doesn't want to be touched anymore. She, she's been, yeah, um, brutalized. Yeah. But in this case, it's of the mind. Mm. She sort of suffered her own version of light menticide, I guess we could say. Uh, la sauce. No, 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 I feel that's a, that's, a, that's a solid assessment. She's, well, she's been more than manipulated like by her father the, fa the the father who turns out to be colonel boris is a piece of shit sorry yeah interesting well we'll talk about colonel boris but but you no know, i i like leona um leonova uh, quite a bit uh there's a you know obviously you know there's going to be a little vulnerability about there but the idea that i think you hit the uh the nail on the head or i believe as the as the british say you put the tail on the donkey <laughs> Oh, another one I like about the Kipper's Knickers. Man, Leonova, she's just the Kipper's Knickers. But yeah, I think you, you, you did hit the nail on the head in so far as she's, she is, I think, I agree. I think she is trying to convince herself mm -hmm. of all of this. And she's putting too much hot sauce. She's putting too much, like, like your Sean Connery impersonation. There's too much mustard. What, it's what, too much. What do you mean? Well, my Sean Connery's perfect. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> and you bring the con to a fight. You bring a no. Wait, uh, I'm not doing gun. <laughs> he brings a he brings a knife. You bring a gun. He puts one of yours in the a hospital. Why don't you bring one of his to the morgue? That's the Chicago way. Yeah, she she's she is interesting, and she is a little bit like that onion that you where you peel yeah, the layers. Yeah, and yes, I think that's yes. what's fun about characters like that. Whether it's, whether it's in the movies, although it doesn't happen as much in the movies, it's it's more easier to do in a book but when the author starts peeling away those layers and it's one of those effects where well once we get to the punchline you know when bond finds the photo pho photographs in in a closet i can't remember in, in a family home and he goes like oh wtf what's going this is what's happening it does make you think or it make you it makes me think about all the previous chapters, like when she was giving the guided tour, and like when she yeah, was and she does mention that uh, it's her dad actually uh, is the one that ruined uh, Dimitri, or a previous lover. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like it, it makes it gets a puzzle that forms in your brain. Oh, that was the missing. Oh, oh, and you're like, that's and, a horrible picture. And there's a double tragedy to it because we learn that her previous main squeeze suffered a terrible fate. And the reason why he suffered a terrible fate is that he was a, quote, enemy of the state, end quote, pro-West, anti-Stalin and all that, all that jazz. So he's no longer in the picture. And here comes Bond. And it's like, may, I mean, sh she expresses a number of times that she generally cares about James Bond and she's, she's really attracted to him. We're not, we're, I'm, I'm not disputing that. But by the way... Oh, maybe here's a second opportunity for me to you know, maybe get the hell out of here. Prendre les clics et mes claques, puis la porte est là-bas. Sacré son cas. Sacré son cas. And she's not, she, you know, she, she, she likes Bond, but she's not, you know, she knows that. She has plans of marriage and she knows it is. She knows it is. She, yeah, <laughs> she, knows the, she knows Bond enough to say, yeah, uh, we. Yeah, we might get physical, but mm -hmm. uh, you're you're not the you're not the marrying kind. Mm, no, no. I mean, I don't mind a little bit of TLC, but uh, I'm gonna find my own little prince, uh, Prince Harry. Um, yeah. So there, there's there's sort of that double because of the way it ends or her, the way her story ends. There is a double tragedy there where she had not one but two opportunities to. Maybe no, she never. She 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 had a horrible life and died horribly. It's the anti Galibrand. Yeah, yeah. Where, like you have yeah. someone working with Bond. I was thinking and about Galibrand. You're like you're, you you nailed it. It's the 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 bizarro Galibrand. Yeah, uh, Galibrand's too awesome. So she's just she's just not going to stay with Bond. This one's like I could really use Bond. It's like uh, oh my goodness, what is happening? Uh, so that's uh, that's. Uh, she let's... had the uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Sonny Corleone moment. That's yeah. pretty much what yeah. happens to her. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a 
bag of flesh on the ground at, by, 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 by the end of that movie, too. Let's talk about those daddy issues. Uh, Colonel Boris, who we don't really... Well, he is he's our leading lady's father, so we need to assume that he is of a certain age. But the way he is described as per Horowitz is that it's a little bit difficult to tell how old he is. He has, he has beautiful, smooth Russian skin. Uh, he's very manicured. He's a... What's a knack? Well, he's... <laughs> I'm going to say something, but it's not, he's kind of like, maybe not Tom Cruise, maybe, no, 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 you know who he is? He's like uh, Ant-Man. Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, what's his face? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd hasn't aged in the last true, 30 not. years. Either it would be too cartoonish, as uh, in case he'd play the Russian accent, or mm. really creepy. Like, yeah. uh, if he decides that he's not playing a cartoon he can mm -hmm. be very creepy and toned mm -hmm. down yeah you, you have to like turn down the volume on johnny depp and ask him to play a, a, a character and not be a, a cartoon i think not, not paul rod paul rod is too likable and <laughs> like i can't see him play a, a russian villain but um johnny depp johnny depp is going to be on the poster I okay think. You know, it's funny you mentioned the word and you've said it a couple of times the word cartoon because I know this is going to sound silly. Uh, yeah, I, I want the, the listeners to to apologize. Uh, to, to apologize. I want you, the listeners, to apologize. Yeah. I, I want the listeners to forgive me if, if I sound if I sound like I'm being a little bit too base. The character's name is Boris. We and we all have memories of yeah. certain characters. It's like Colonel Boris. Why'd you give a stupid name like that? But then that opening scene or that introductory you forget scene. About, about oh yeah, that it's really like quickly. oh shit, Boris is really scary actually. Boris, really? You're going to get, you're going to go with that name, I Boris? I am invincible. That sounds like a villain, you know, in a Black Widow movie. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but then he sends someone to his oh, death that's a, mind control. Uh, you know, it's a type of thing that always uh, get it makes a it's, it makes a villain scary. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen. I mean, I, I think I've seen that type of villainy in the past, but it's it's always effective. What do you think about um, the uh, Stalinaya Ruka's endgame, uh, to borrow a term? Because they sort of say, well, we have a mission for you, Bond. Did we have a mission read? for you, Bond. Did you read a little bit about the... Because the, uh, apparently some higher-ups in... Uh, I don't remember the, if the... I'll oh. say the army or the secret service uh, were uh, cons cons thinking about actually offing... Khrushchev at one point, shortly like around the time that 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 book takes place, so I'm like, that's interesting. It's 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 a plot. Was that because you did text me when we're you were reading the book? Oh, they're doing something they they've never done. When the special guest sits down in seat number twelve, I don't know what I yelled out loud, but I yelled something. I was like, they're he's doing it. He's doing that. Whoa, that's some cojones. Those are some thunderballs, right? Yeah, there. it's a <laughs> you know, but I, I it's historical fiction. I I, I actually like that because I mean it's been what 60, 50, 60 years uh, between now and when these events take take place. I mean Fleming's been dead for like sixty now. It's 50, 50? almost uh, fifty, almost no, 50. almost sixty. He's born. He he died. Yeah, he died 64, in sixty four. So it's almost sixty years since since filming. Past, uh, I don't think he, uh, I'm gonna play uh, Emery's game. Uh, Fleming wouldn't have written it this way. Obviously, Fleming wouldn't have read it. Well, this Emery's way. not here today, so. But <laughs> I, 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 as a contemporary person writing a Bond book, I, I like it. It's historical fiction, but it's close enough and it's it's well researched i enjoyed it i really like that i mean i, I love that book it's it, it's 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 in the upper echelon it's comparable to to fleming's work um and it speaks to a lot of things and it informs us about a lot of things it speaks to a lot of real world uh soviet union and politburo shenanigans that were happening after the death of Stalin, but it, it plays in into that. If you were making an adaptation, you could write it as a comedy. You could write it as a comedy. But you know, it's it's better. As a, um, 
so so it speaks to that real world reality at at the time in that country but it also is a really cool plot twist about the book itself oh my you go like oh my goodness stalnaya ruka they're not trying to kill foreigners they're trying to usurp power that's what this isn't smirsh smirsh kills other people Smirsh is gone by the this time. Is this is taking care of their own, you know. Yeah, and, and General G, it's mentioned early that he's yeah. out of the game. He's been fired up after, after yeah. from Russia with love. You fired, buddy. Mm. And Smirsh is gone. It's KGB now. Mm-hmm. It's, he's just the old guard that was probably mm-hmm. more in line with Stalin. That are mm, maybe we should off that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool, no, it's a, really cool plot twist. And you know they don't. Go, you don't find out much about uh, is you know you, you, it's not like he has monologues with Bond about how he feels, uh, how he thinks, but you find out just enough, and people talk about him. Kathy talks about him, and it's enough that it creates a picture in your mind, and you hate the guy. You hate, <laughs> you honestly, you just he's he's loathsome. Like he's he's a piece uh, G. of shit. Oh, again, or Boris know. or G or both. Uh, G. Gene's an uh, impotent old man. Yeah. That's how he feels. When he, it's anyone funny he goes anyone who goes and kicks you in the balls right. is impotent to me. Right. It's, 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 you want to show weakness, it's the uh, way you do it. In real blow. life, I, I, I'm less concerned because in real life, uh, if you're in a fight, anything goes. Uh, if mm-hmm. you are, especially mm-hmm. if you're uh, easy, if you're not trained for mm-hmm. fights and you can get easily overpowered, go for the balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no issues with mm-hmm. that. But in fiction, in drama, it's a villain trait. So I like it, but it's a particular yeah. type of villain trait. It's, it's a low a, blow in more ways than one. Yeah, it's yeah. important. They do. Some heroes do it, but it's. <laughs> it's usually pieces of crap themselves. Yeah. It's it's Steven Seagal. Uh, so you were more referring to uh, to Boris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a slimy bugger, uh, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's yeah. There's he's conniving. He's again. That's sort of one of the earlier points we we broached in this conversation was like this is the ultimate weapon. You are controlling the thought process of of an individual and maybe many individuals if he had had his way um there's something particularly conniving about that there's something particularly slimy about it um he hasn't punched you he hasn't shot you um he hasn't insulted you he's just he he has erased who you are you're doing something against your own volition Oh, and not even not being they, aware that that's what's that's crazy to me. They call it that's mind rape, and it's pretty accurate description. It's uh, very very bad. I'm happy when he gets his. Oh no, I'm happy. It's horrible. Freaking it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, blue. What he did to bond to other people, uh, what his goals are. Is he was a garbage dad? Uh, how can you? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the menticide. Uh, if we just backtrack a little bit, I don't. I don't think we have like a thousand things left no. to say about the book, but I do like the little passage um, just before I, um, Bond is sort of said, oh, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, old chap. You know your break is over. Please come back to London." And he meets Tanner. How you doing? And just as they're walking to the secret base. Uh, there's a little passage where Horowitz lets us know, like, you know, Bond and M haven't seen each other since the you-know-what, you know, since the incident. And Bond's a little bit like, oh, is this going to be awkward or not? You know, because he respects him so much. He may be the man he admires the most in his life. It's, very, it's a very brief passage. And then, you know, they enter the door and M's like, don't worry, it was a few months ago. You know, we have a mission for you. But I like that little dove of the cap to... Yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit awkward. I did try to kill him, you know, even though I didn't know what I was doing. And we haven't really spoken since Jamaica. And I'm going to be weird. I do like that little touch. Um, Do you have any lingering thoughts? Is there something you really need to get off your healthy chest? Um, You know, the... uh, I I, I do like how he describes East Berlin, particularly the... uh, 
the hotel because there's the opera house where the uh, big climax takes place but there's like the rundown hotel but he was aware of that hotel's existence because he had been stationed in berlin before the war or shortly after the war i can't remember and it was actually like this grand uh, almost regal establishment where even hollywood stars would stay and now it's basically a shithole even the bathroom where he's changing has like broken glass and a rusty toilet you know i'd like that which again, Horowitz is doing a lot to, you know, and hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, the Cold War and, and the Berlin Wall is, is it's history now. It's in the rear view mirror, and we can study it and analyze it from a bunch of different angles. But he's really, you know, the, he may not be using a sickle, but he's certainly using a hammer to emphasize that point. Like, man, life sucked on the east side of the really? front. Well, I look at this beautiful hotel, or what was a beautiful hotel. And <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, as a conclusion, I'll, I'll say something that I've, I think I've said, it, but Ian needs to make a, uh, deals with with Indonesian hotel authors and start milking them. Because there's, mm-hmm. the, the, the Fleming well is pretty dry by, by, by 2022. And this is close enough and you can expand on side ideas. I, I like the idea of a villain with, I, I wouldn't say powers, but um, mind control mm-hmm. techniques mm-hmm. that are based on reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could, like you said, you could control, like instead of having uh, color-coded henchmen with uniforms, how about like he goes into a room and he, he does something and mm-hmm. triggers somebody, somebody, and it's never who you expect. Mm-hmm. And that could be his army, is everyone's mm-hmm. his army, mm-hmm. everyone that he was able to program. Uh, that, that's you know that just that you can you can get the title, get the villain, and you don't need that plot. You just but you, if you want, you can, mm-hmm. and you could put a poster with uh, reprint the book with um, the new actor's face on it. <laughs> And I'll sell, and it's a good book. Got to get that tie-in money. <laughs> Why not, man? Why not? It's it's the brand. It's. I'm not saying that they shouldn't write, but you know, pick what you want. Give some money to the estate. Uh, use the title if you want. Don't use it if you don't want. Some of them have. That's a pretty good title. I found it. There's a lot of kill and death and 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 die in 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 uh, the movie title. So I don't. I don't think they'll use that as a title. But just the plot, the villains, mm. even the Bond girl is, is interesting. It's just I, I, you know, I, I would let her live. I, I would let her live if in any type of hmm. adaptation. And obviously, I don't think they'd do period. And you don't no, need not, you don't need to do period for that book. That book tr- could translate fairly easily uh, to modern times. Could um, be an app that mind controls. <laughs> I received a notification. <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's funny. You, you mentioned it's a shame that uh, the Fleming estate and, and Ian are not the same thing. And it made me think of, um, I don't know why I, I looked at the credits page earlier this week, but there is one line that says, James Bond and 007 are registered trademarks of Dan Jack LLC used under license by Ian Fleming. Okay, used under license by Ian. Yeah. Because when I, I remember seeing that, I, 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 I'm not even kidding, like this week, I don't even know why I looked at that page, but I remember seeing that and going like, I don't remember he's ever noticing the, the name Dan Jack in any of the books. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. That's interesting. Uh, Another thing I'd love them to do when they launch a book like that, you know, they did, all, uh, they blew all sorts of whistles when they did carte, carte blanche a, few, a couple, like uh, 10 years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. They had, you know, uh, a, a, a copy with a car or something. Yeah, I, I, know, I know they did a lot of mar- heavier marketing that they did for any of the Orowitz, but it's a simple idea I had when I was coming here. How about you do a song? How about you hire a singer or you make a contest hmm. and do a song? I think they did that for one of them. Like Devil May Care or, or maybe it was Carte Blanche. I don't remember. I, if they did, they should do it again and either hire somebody memorable or make a contest, make some noise. And I, yeah, hmm. even, even hire a, comp- a composer to write a soundtrack. For, for for the book that would play you know 
per chapter. Each chapter has its own little and two there's or three so many track. people on, on on all types of platforms. You can hire a guy on Fiverr for they they, they got money. They can mm. if they can. I don't know what what, what Orowitz is paid, but. They could do that, and it'd be fun. It'd be marketing. It'd be brand recognition. I I would listen to the soundtrack, and pretty sure uh, any Bond fan and people would be curious. And if they get a good composer, if that composer becomes popular, or who knows, gets hired by Eon to to write the score for the next mm. Bond movie, uh, people are going to pick up on this catalog at one point. So it's 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 win win. Get uh, Junkie XL to do the score for. Why <laughs> not Coconut? Did you um? One question: uh, Which edition of the book do you have? Uh, I, not the one you have, apparently. Oh, I, you don't. You didn't get the. Uh, no, I got the the one that uh, doesn't have uh, the extended cut. Yeah, the extended. The cut. bonus chapter. The bonus chapter. Okay, because this because there's a few blank pages in my copy. I don't know if you have the same thing at the end. Right. I mean, because because I wanted the conversation to flow. You know, I didn't want I didn't want to broach content that you were not aware of which is why i sort of let it slide okay because I'm, I'm a nice guy like that but when we talked about the ending uh-huh. you know he kept walking and i pretended that the next page was blank yeah that's that's what my mind has yours, yours is something yeah well when you use the the, the magic light ink, the, the yeah the uv light um there's a, a little chapter where you know what turns out they weren't shooting at bond so on this dark night as bond uh walked further yeah. and further mm-hmm. f- uh, more and uh, closer and closer it's written in very strange english uh closer closer to uh, the non checkpoint the non the not checkpoint charlie uh bond met eyes with his contact on the western side it was an, elder, an elderly man uh gruff Slightly unshaven. Disheveled. Disheveled. Clearly a man that had seen a lot of action and been working with the West for quite some time. Bond, now slightly more reassured that he was approaching the Western side, met with him. It was now time for the code, uh, for the code phrases, for the code exchange. I guess it's very strange writing. I don't know what happened there, but... (laughs) Felt like he really made it up on the go. Bond said, it was a two-sentence code. Bond said the first. Do you have people everywhere? And the man responded, Everywhere! (laughs) (laughs) The man was M. White. (laughs) (laughs) They walked. They kept on walking. Um, So that's how my edition ends. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, It's so... We we need to let the listeners know. Uh, I will let the listeners know, unless uh, you want. Uh, to you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. You'll take a crack yeah. at it. All right. So uh, we, yes, we have people everywhere. We're on obviously on Facebook, on Instagram. On we have a website that uh, I you know will. I have hope. I hope to do something with it sooner than later. Uh, we obviously on Anchor uh, mm-hmm. on every uh, podcast platform of choice, whether it's iTunes? No, it's not iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. Wherever you find those good podcasts, we are there. Mm -hmm. So if you can give us a review, uh, comments, stars, whatever your platform. Five-star glowing gun review. Yeah, whatever your platform has uh, as a way of rating. It's always appreciated um, Mm. where, uh, you know, you can reach us on the interwebs through Facebook or or Instagram at our, on our, on our pages there. Mm. Um, I think that's about it for now. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think that is about it. Anthony Horowitz, we salute thee. Mm. Uh, your trilogy is complete, and a fine trilogy it was. Make it four. Make it a quadrilogy. And then make it five, and then make it... All the time. All the time. Yes. I don't think that's going to... No, I don't. So long as... I, I, it really feels like somebody who, who, who had set up a plan. Mm-hmm. The plan was executed, and I think he's done. But if Ian following publication and he felt the urge to continue, I I would pr- appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's one of the stronger books. Um, that has published been published. I, 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 you know, I hope any 
Bon Femme Worth is uh, uh, salt. Salt. Uh, picks it up. Uh, if even if it's not Fleming, it's it's close enough. And if 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 it's your first, you know what? It's new. It's not based on any of the movies, and we spoil this thing rotten by the time you're listening to yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. I, I still there, there's there's you know there's more to enjoy. Uh, um, so I'm um, high recommend. High recommend for me as well. And so as uh, just as James Bond always returns, we have a few years to wait this time, but he does always return. Uh, even when you kill him, or not kill him, or maybe kill him. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, so too will the James Bond complex. Man, it feels good to say that again. Sur ce, toujours un plaisir. Merci et à la prochaine. Hasta la próxima. <laughs> Ciao belli, domo arigato, paka, which is Russian. And uh, dom joué bogat samnida, kamsa hamnida. Until next time, à la prochaine.